Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1106. Never make assumption. Never. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Michael Ledwitz. Hey, Michael, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm ready. I've been, okay. I haven't slept all night, for God's sake. <laughs> Here we go. We'll have some fun. Michael Ledwitz is an automotive artist and aspiring TV host. His professional career in automotive arts started after he was in a near-fatal car accident. Back in 2005, he was forced to slow down from work in franchising in order to heal. His painting began as a hobby, a way to kind of relax and reflect a little bit. Soon after, people started to notice Michael's talent and began requesting commission pieces of their own. Since then, Michael's accomplishments include silent auction pieces for the Zoo Atlanta, commissioned paintings for Carol Shelby's 85th birthday, that's cool, in Las Vegas, for Shelby licensee, and he was the featured artist for this year's great Atlanta Concord Elegance at Chateau Elan. What a fantastic event. There is the inception of a TV show titled Speedwell with Michael Ledwitz, as well as developing the most amazing network of car enthusiasts, many of which are clients and all of which are considered friends. So, Michael, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment, share a little bit more about your career, your art, and a very obvious passion for automobiles? Thank you, Mark. First off, I, I really, truly appreciate the opportunity to even speak with you. Um, it's nice when I'm not soliciting business and someone comes after me and wants to say <laughs> hello, and I, I sincerely appreciate it. I mean, You're welcome, honestly, buddy. I, yeah, uh, Really, really appreciate it. Um, hello, America. Hello, world. I, I wanted to just tell you a little bit about me. Uh, I'm 50 years old, born on March 14th, uh, Einstein's birthday. Finally, it's doing some good, I guess. <laughs> hey! <laughs> uh, and Billy Crystals, Michael Caine's all the good stuff, because he drove a Mura, of course in the Italian <laughs> job. But yeah. what I've been doing is my artwork, I've always drawn. I've always been artistic as far as I can remember, probably about age three. I started around five. My first model I did was in kindergarten. It was two wood blocks and cardboard wheels that I had, and it's packed up somewhere around here. But um, <laughs> I've always been artistic. It's just, I, I'm a visual person. It's what I see. I see in color. So as Mark was saying, after my car accident, I was suggested very strongly by my wife, like on an Everybody Loves Raymond episode, to start to draw because I took out an Indian chief motorcycle five and a half months after I broke my back with a body cast on. Wasn't such a good idea. I know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I started painting. Next thing you know, someone had suggested to go to Barrett Jackson. Uh, I met Carol Shelby there and his team in 2007, and I was telling him about what I was doing, and we were trying to get you know some business together, and it took about a year really to get some talks going, and I was speaking with Amy Boylan, who was the president at the time, and I said, you know, I draw, you know, do you, I got to show you some stuff, and she goes, I, went, I was going to go to Pratt, and uh, she goes, let me see it. So I showed it to her, and she went bonkers, and she goes, listen, it's Carol's 85th. I would love for you to, to commission you for a painting, and then wow. she decided on another one. So I went out to Vegas. She put me up there. I met Carol. I was supposed to present in front of the entire crowd, and my cell phone died. <laughs> oh, So it, she calls me, where are you? Where are you? And I'm like, my cell died. I'm so sorry. She's like, all right, we're going to have to 
put you in front of uh, the coffee room. So I was there, but I was there with the most important people, Bill Neal, who was founder of the Automotive uh, Art Society, Carol. I mean, it was just incredible. And so I gave Carol a hug. I swear I almost broke the guy's back. And I was like, Mr. <laughs> Shelby, if there's anything I could do for you, anything I could do for you. I mean, he's doing it for me. He's like, oh, all right, Michael. All right. Let go Calm now, down. Please. Calm down. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Odie the dog on Garfield, for God's sake. Oh, so, my gosh. Uh, it was incredible. And I got Shelby licensing and that's how it started. Then the economy crashed, unfortunately, and I kind of took a, a side road. And then I, I was drawing, but I wasn't doing much. I was working and, you know, just doing the things. I became a father of twin boys, Oliver and Wyatt, on April 4th, 2011. And there's seven now, which are incredible. We refer to them now actually as Sonic and Boom, but uh, <laughs> that's a whole other story. <laughs> so I put it on the shelf and then I relocated from New Jersey down to Atlanta. And uh, Caffeine and Octane is down here, which is a big car event, and it's, yeah. it's on TV. Oh, yeah. A good friend of mine, Rob Ferris, who does restoration of brass era cars, Jaguar, Ferrari, and Lamborghini, I ran into him. And his first words out of his mouth were, are you still painting? And I said, you know, I haven't done anything since the kids were born. Little here, little there. He goes, well, that's got to change. So he was one of the founders, members of the uh, Atlanta Concourse. Bill Wallet and, and Harry Cricks are the original. but Robbie was very instrumental in it. And he goes, come on. He goes, get your artwork, put it at my booth. He had a big giant tent. It was like a rock concert. And I started getting business there. Yeah. Very cool. Very uh, cool. Oh, it was awesome. It was just awesome. And off off and running. Well, Harry. Yeah. Well, those two guys at the Atlanta Concord, they've been guests on my show. And a couple other folks you mentioned there have been guests. So it's good. You're in great company, of course. Good to have you here. And we're going to get into questions here, but first, I always like to ask people for a success quote or a mantra, something that has importance to you. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars. Yeah, so Michael, take the wheel. The the thing that I recite to everybody that has helped me more than anything, and I've done the Tony Robbins and everything, is The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. It's a phenomenal book. It's 145 pages, and you can get it at Barnes & Noble for 20 bucks. It's unbelievable. There's four rules, so it's not just one. It's number one, be impeccable with your word. Don't say anything against yourself. Don't say anything against others. Number two, don't take anything personal. Number three, and probably the most important, number three, never make assumption. Never. And number four, be your best. And rule number three for me is everything. Never make assumption because your mind will wander. Your mind will run. And if you make those assumptive thoughts, you'll believe it. You feel it. You ever have a daydream where all of a sudden you're like, why am I so angry or why am I crying or why am I? It's because your body absorbs what that energy is. So for me, it's the four agreements and those four statements is what really I live by and remind myself to be the best. And um, and that's really what it is. No, it's an awesome book. Yeah, phenomenal book. It's something everybody should pick up and read. You can read it in an afternoon and absorb it and then start to utilize it. So I'm so glad you mentioned that book. Thank you. Let's let's go. You're welcome. Let's go back in time and talk about a story that instigated that personal passion that you have about cars. Is there a pivotal moment in your life when you realized you were indeed going to be a car guy like the rest of us? You know, I remember everything vividly when it's jarred. It's kind of like Mary Lou Henner. She remembers everything her whole life. Me, I'm not that detailed, but I think the most pivotal thing was my grandparents. My mom's dad, was, his name was Robert Freeland. His real name was Seymour, and he hated that name. I love it, but he was a big attorney in Asbury Park, and he was a big car guy. And when I think it was about 1970, so I was two or three, they went to France, and they brought back a remote control car of, I think it was a 1970 Citroen SM. 
the two-door with the Maserati. And it was like a gray color or maybe a green color, had a white little figure in it. I remember the steering wheel was white and I would drive it. And that was my, and that was it. And I already collected the cars too, because my father would take me to the gasoline, Hess gasoline, a shell or Sitco. In the 70s, they would have the glasses of the uh, football teams and they would have Hot Wheels on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And I had, a, I think, a 71 green Hot Wheels with a Volkswagen with a little sunroof. So I think that was the moment, I mean, or moments that really solidified me for everything. And I mean, you know, you play with your friends. What do you want to do when you grow up? I want to own a car dealership. My grandfather actually was an attorney, but he was a silent partner in a Fiat dealership in Red Bank, New Jersey. And when I was in second grade, the partner had a a wrecked uh, 124 Spider, and he cut the car in half and he mounted it on the wall in this big lavish office like a swordfish. Yeah. (laughs) And I would walk up the stairs and it was huge. And the the wheels were underneath me. And I went back to school and I told people there's a car mounted on the wall. No one believed me. Well, I was the one who was picking out the class trip. And my class trip was to the Fiat dealership with my grandfather there waiting with open arms with 25 seven year olds to puff my chest to prove my point. I told you guys. (laughs) And honest to God, I did it. And uh, it was the coolest day. And I Uh, I remember. I love it. What an awesome story. Thanks for sharing that. Well, let's talk about a challenge or a failure that you face, because these things are wonderful learning lessons for us. They help us move forward and get stronger. So walk us through one of those times in your your life when you were faced with a big challenge or a failure, and, and tell us how that experience helped you gain even more momentum in your life and your career and your business as you move forward. There really is two pivotal points in my life. Um, I think the most pivotal, most recent pivotal point was in 2005 when I was in that car accident. I was I was married nine weeks uh, and I was in a near-fatal car crash. I had an Infiniti G35 Sport Coupe, a six-speed. I hydroplaned. I hit a tree, propelled the car seven feet airborne, ripped the front end of the car and crushed the whole opposite side. My wife, Lisa, was supposed to be there and she decided not to go for whatever reason. I was in bad shape. I mean, I was unconscious for almost 16 minutes. I was falling down a tube slide. I remember it all very vividly. After that, I kind of, you know, hey, you know, it's in a blip, in a blip. And everybody was freaking out around me. And this is actually how I got started to paint again, because that pushed me forward and things happen. And I made a bit of money and I was kind of relaxing a little bit. And I took my Indian chief out uh, five and a half months after I broke my back, as I was saying, it was positioned nice, more nicely in the original intro, but my wife was ready to kill me. I mean, it was like an everybody. <laughs> yeah. She's like, she's crying. You almost died. I can't take it. You got to do something, please. I'm calling everybody. I'm calling your father. Now, my dad's <laughs> five foot four, 125 pounds. He looks like G. Gordon Liddy, and he sounds like Jack Nicholson, and I can't take him worrying. So I stopped, and I started to paint, and that's what happened. So out of that failure, as far as almost dying, I realize different things. And then most recently, I think, is the death of my mother, uh, January 10th. She died of cancer, but she was like a Muay fighter. She never complained. She never gave up. They gave her about four months to live. And she fought like a champion, like Jean-Claude Van Damme in Bloodsport with hands dipped in glass. And she just never back down. And she never complained, not once. She never said, why me? And for that, The failure of her life ending, yes, but the acceptance of it and understanding that if you keep it not about me and it's all about the individual that's suffering, you're able to move forward through that type of experience with a lot of good stuff. 
and just positive. So that's really the two best moments as far as relating to what we're talking about here. And obviously the birth of my children and yeah, my marriage. Absolutely. My wow. Well, I, you know, I tell you, thanks for going to a very personal point, two personal tough points in your life. My condolences for the loss of your mother. I lost my father last year, just lost my, just lost my mother-in-law. I, I, these are so such tough times to lose parents and really, really hard. And then to go through a car accident that almost kills you, that's life changing. But you know what? There's some really cool things that you shared with us here. One is the tremendous story about your mother and her, her, who she was as a person and the strength that she carried through and showed you that you can carry through in the future and teach you those things. And of course, you know, what you learned about that car accident, when you have a near death incident, it definitely changes you. People kind of use it as a cliche, but it changes you. And we're so happy that you stepped back It'll into wait. the light of, of art artistry and bringing joy to other people through your art. That's how I found Michael was on Facebook. I came across him and said, hey, this guy does some cool stuff. I got to have him on the show. So that's how we connected was through that art. So I'm very fortunate Brother, for that. I appreciate it so much. <laughs> I, I really do. And you know what, guys? It, it, the universe, it's weird. It's just there's so much energy out there. And if you relax enough, you'll feel it. At the end of May, I was trying, I, I, my day job is, you know, I work in the car industry and I was trying to complete a sale and I'm walking outside. And I'm like, my, I need one more. Come on, make a long story short, <laughs> 20 minutes before we close, a woman comes in, she buys. Oh gosh. The Thank irony you, Mom. was, is that <laughs> the irony is, is that she goes, you're not from around here. I live in Georgia. I said, no, I'm from New Jersey. She yeah, goes, can't you tell? She goes, <laughs> Yeah. She goes, so am I. I said, really? I said, well, where in New Jersey? She goes, Ocean Township, New Jersey. I said, so am I. She went to my high school. Then she goes, you're Jewish. I said, yes. She goes, what temple did you go to? I said, Temple Beth Miriam. She goes, so did I. 817 miles away. Wow. Wow. She comes in and two hours before I'm walking outside saying, Ma, come on, I need one more. And this yeah. is how it happened. And you so, know, your mom sent you that gift. What a nice thing. What a great story. It's I love crazy, it. right? It's, it's pretty cool. Awesome. Yeah. As it's if we awesome. didn't know Michael was an eye energy to begin with. I know, everybody. <laughs> Don't worry. Your ears won't bleed too much. <laughs> well, let's shift gears and talk about a career aha moment. It's a time when those headlights kind of illuminate a new path for you. Walk us through one of yours. I think you've had a couple of those. I have had a couple of them. I've been very fortunate. And I think really, you know, honestly, the aha moments have been really the past couple of months, you know, being here, getting back into the painting and really doing it like going to work, coming home, staying up to one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning, being able to breathe. Right. It's like it's like a secret life. It's like you're Batman, you know, you're, you're, you're <laughs> normal guy by during day. And then at night you come out and you just you do your thing. And it's all for the better, right? It's all for society, all about helping people and creating a smile. And so it's just really the most pivotal points are now. I mean, talking with you, I mean, it's just everything kind of gets placed. It's all about planting seeds. And it's just, you got to put yourself out there. And, you know, the thing is, is that I started on Facebook and I was like, oh, after I got asked to do the, the cover for the Atlanta Concourse, I started going on Facebook. I see that friend and I'm like, you know what? Why don't I just try and see if I could become friends with these people and share my work? And that's how we connected. If I never did that, it never would have happened. Never. But it happened. And it just, you know, and I got to thank, you know, Bill and Harry and Suzanne, you know, for, um, 
you know, having faith in my ability and, you know, the cover that we're doing now, it's all digital. So it's, I do photography, that aspect too, and that's digital. I want to do painting, but it's, it takes too long. So, but it, it's, I really appreciate it. And these are really the real moments that are really popping for me because it's so exciting. I've done three paintings now since the end of April. And besides the reward of it and the reward on the individual, it's, you know, from the monetary standpoint, it's like, you know what? That's not so bad, you know, yeah. and it's helping and it really helps the kids. And yeah. that's what I put it towards. Well, the key is put yourself out there. Take Michael's advice. Put yourself out there. And it is so easy today to do that. So very, very important. Well, let's have a little bit of fun and talk about your first really special car. Maybe share a memory you have about that vehicle. Oh, man. Okay. So my probably the most special car that I ever got was my very first car at 14 years of age. It was my grandmother's car. It was a 1980 Fiat Brava, two-door, navy blue, light blue interior with sunroof, pullback sunroof, and it was an automatic, 100 horsepower. She passed away. She passed away, I think it was May 5th, 82. I'm there. My grandfather was alive. He only lived another six weeks, but he was a, he looked like John Forsythe, Blake Carrington, and Carrie Green. Six foot three. Oh, my God. He walked out of GQ. He was incredible, and he was a real powerful guy, and... It just so we went in, it was Dave Funeral, and he goes, Listen, I want you, your grandmother wanted you to have the car. Now, this was my mother's mother. And I go, What? So we went to, he lived in Asbury Park in in an apartment at the time. And me and my dad go downstairs. Now, my father knows about Fiat's back in the 80s. We owned them since 1964. We had a 1100D white with red interior wagon. We had a 72 124 yellow, like mustard yellow with black interior, which was my mom's. And then, so here it is. Now, me, I used to drive my father nuts. We'd go every Saturday, look at cars. I noticed hubcaps, every microfiber, and it would drive him batty. So we're in the car, we're driving the Fiat. And he gives me this thing. And he would always go with his checkbook. You know, I got my checkbook today. And I'm like, you're so full of you know, <laughs> nonsense. You're not doing anything, you know. Yeah. So he goes to me. He goes, all right, listen, I'm going to make you a deal. If you can either take grandma's car or I'll buy you a Trans Am. And I was like, what? He goes, I'll buy a Trans Am right now. And I'm like, what? And I'm like, oh, my God, it's a 1982. It's the 305 with the crossfire injection. Holy yeah. crow, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, I want grandma's car. And his shoulders slumped. And he's like, uh-huh. all right, well, $4,000 later in three and a half years, <laughs> he bought the car all over again. It was ridiculous. So that was my favorite car. But most recently, my, my favorite car is the Porsche 914. When my mom passed, I, I was able to spend a little time with it. and it symbolizes my mom. And if I were able to get something right now, that's what I would get because it's just, it keeps her going. And the, the, the whole experience was so incredible. It was just so incredible by people that are, I consider my family now. Yeah. They're just incredible human beings. And they just extended. Yeah. Porsche, cool car. I had a 73 2.0, wonderful little car, uh, joy to drive. So very, very cool. Well, how about seller's remorse? Is there a car you've let go that you really Wish you had back? Not that I let go. Well, actually, my fear, I wish I would have held on to that. But but the cars that I could have bought that I really <laughs> oh, could have yeah. bought was in 2004 when I got my Indian, that was like 15.5, right? And I was online and I found there was an 87 or 86 M491 Targa, or maybe it was an 88. 
and it was like $22,000. It was red Targa Turbo Look. It was out of North Carolina. It was $22,000 she wanted for it. I had like 17 grand and I was going to buy it. She was going to even let me pay it off seven grand. And I didn't have the money. I, I, I was like pulling out of cobwebs. And so that one I had to pass by, which I would have kept. And then the other one, which I couldn't even afford, I drove a 87 930 Turbo Sunroof Delete Silver for 33000 bucks, And I had it up to just uh, approximately 142 miles an hour. Not, you know, if it were to be true, of if course. If it were. America. Yes, of course. If it yes. were. On the Robert Moses Causeway at 1130 yeah. at night. Um but nonetheless, it was a it was a very slow car. It really wasn't very great. Four speed, you know. What are you going <laughs> to yeah. do? You know, it's oh well, as you so, know, close to my heart, I've got an eighty-seven. Yes, turbo, I do. So, yeah, yeah, I've yeah. Been absolutely. Since I saw it, yeah, oh, it great. it's a neat little car. Yeah. Well, let's talk about today and tomorrow. What are you working on these days with your art and what you're doing that has you really excited and fired up? Well, what has me fired up right now is is just creating the next piece, you know, and what I'm working on right now. I, I, I'm i doing a – well, the Concours I'm beyond excited about. I've been uh, – I finally finished the cover. That's ready to go, so you guys will be seeing that soon enough. Also, my the image that I created is going to be on all of the tickets. We're expected about eight to 10,000 people that will be coming to the event, which is very exciting. And what's even more exciting is that they're going to allow me to do what's called I Just Had to Paint It. So I'm picking a car from last year's winners, and I'm going to create a painting and a print, and uh, I'm going to present the, the beautiful print to the individual who I choose, and then I'm going to offer the, the canvas for sale. Hopefully, nice. the ether will work, and um, <laughs> yeah. the individual will say, you know what? I'd like to talk to you about it, and hopefully, we can come up with a, with a great plan with that. And then working on my, my canvas, uh, I'm doing a, um, a four-car speedster for uh, a gentleman here in Georgia. He's got an eight-car collection, and he's got a 55 uh, Spider. A 58 speedster, uh, 89 speedster, an 11 speedster. Wow. And then he's also got a 74 RS, uh, 62, I think, uh, notchback, uh, 356, and a, a, a boxer speedster. What else? 930 <laughs> Turbo. The Dream Garage. <laughs> yeah, 930 Turbo, uh, red with the European gills on the side, and then he's got a, a 16 yellow uh, Turbo S. But we're doing the speedsters first, hopefully, which is what we're doing now, and then hopefully we get some more. But yeah. really nice gentleman. That's what I'm excited about. I, I'm just, I, I just can't <laughs> stop. I really can't stop. And, you know, and also, honestly, what I'm excited about, talking with you. I mean, talking with people, oh, getting nice. knowledge. Yeah. You know, you have to, and I'm not saying because I'm on here. That's irrelevant. I'm saying because it's the truth. Everybody has a recipe for success. Everybody. Tony Robbins says it best. You know, it's just, and I want to absorb. And you got to set the ego aside. You got to look at things and just absorb it and absorb. And if you don't know, ask it. And let me tell you something. People are more happy to help. And to explain and talk and for people who really want it, because it's such a pleasure, you know, it really is. And I just love it. And I just Very love it. Nice. So I'm looking forward to having more conversations <laughs> with you, whether it be on here or whether it be off the air. I, it doesn't matter to me. It, it just, you know, I really appreciate you. And uh, well, I'm sincere thank about you. that. Thank you. You're one fired up, energetic guy. I love this. I love the energy that you spew out to thank everybody. You. It's great. Well, here's a very introspective question, Michael. It kind of explains to us how you perceive yourself. If you were manifested into a vehicle, what would you be and why? Oh, boy. God, if I was manifested into a vehicle, I think I'm the one vehicle that I, I see, it's two different things. Like the one vehicle that I absolutely love is a Mura. Mura SV is the car Ooh. of my Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, I drove, I drove a P 400. I literally almost cried and I'm not joking. I literally got emotional when I drove the car. I met a guy and you know, that would be my first thing that that's me, you know, but the reality is, is that that's really not me. That's what I want. I, I, I kind of, I'm like that little, like an Abarth. I drive an Abarth, you know, and I got it because we were having kids, but it's really, it's like a cute little teacup chihuahua that's rabbit is on steroids and wants to rip your face off, you know? <laughs> and it just, you look at, oh, it's so cute. Oh, look at it. Oh, it's so cute. And all of a sudden it's like, you know, it just, it just goes bonkers, you know? And you're like, oh my God, where did that come from? So I think that's kind of represents me in all oh, honesty. I love it. Because I, love it. I just, you know, I'm humble, very humble. But if I need to, I, I, you know, I pulled down and I hunkered down and I pull from within and, you know, become a Russian bear, you know, it's just, um, that's it. So oh, that's Michael, it. you are awesome. That's fantastic. Thanks, well, up, you're welcome. Up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. What's the worst thing for your car's interior? No, it's not that milkshake the kids spilled in the back seat. It's the sun. Harmful UV rays cook your automobile's interior hour after hour when it's parked outside, even on a cloudy day. What's the solution? Covercraft sunscreens. They protect your dash, seats, and interior finishes from those damaging UV rays while keeping the interior temperature tolerable, even on the hottest summer days. No more painfully sizzling seats and steering wheels for you. They unfold quickly and easily install, stay where you put them, and are custom pattern for an exact fit. The foam core acts as a cooling insulator, and you can get yours in different colors and finishes. And they even fold up easily and store under your seat or on the floor. I've used Covercraft sunscreens for years, and they are a fast and easy solution that protect my beloved cars when they're not in the garage. Learn more and order yours at Covercraft.com. Want to protect your entire vehicle? Get a car cover from Covercraft. They have those too. That's Covercraft.com. And tell them Mark sent you. What's every automotive enthusiast's dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage, and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garage is built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. Okay, Michael, we're back and we're entering the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Don't go beyond your means. I mean, you know, yes. <laughs> that, that's probably the best. That's my father talking. You know, stay within your means. What are you doing? I, I would say that's probably that. If it's for like buying cars and vintage, hold on to it. You know, this is a long journey. It's real estate. So when you're finding something, if you're watching the market, 
and it's going in and you have that little ping inside of you, go for it. And and the best automotive advice, don't buy with emotion. Yes. Yep. Do not Use buy. Your that's head. the best automotive advice. Yep. Don't do go. not buy with emotion. <laughs> Love it. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your success? I, I never tap out. I never give up, no matter what. No matter what. I could be dragging on the on the floor, six feet underwater. I'll still be climbing and I'll never stop. You'll have to as as we say in Jersey, you know, you gotta stick a bullet in my head for me to stop. It's and not <laughs> literally, of course, please. Yeah. But I just don't tap out. You know, it's martial arts background and I just I just will not tap out. I just keep on going. There you go. Now, how about a resource? There are wonderful resources out there for all of us these days. Is there one in particular you'd like to share? One resource is the four agreements. That's the that's yeah. just incredible. It's helped me in everything. It really has. It forces you to use the opposite side of your brain. If you're going to get it, get the color copy because we have a biochemical change within the mind. But yeah, that's phenomenal. I, just phenomenal. Awesome. So that would be my one resource. I like it. Now, if I could wave a magic wand and arrange for you to have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would that individual be? Maybe Steve McQueen. Well, that would be cool. Yeah, maybe Steve McQueen. I, I you know, I, I would think that would be pretty neat. I would think that would be pretty neat. You know, I'd want to say my grandfather or, you know, something like that it would be awesome to go back and go driving with him and that would be pretty cool. I think McQueen might be pretty neat because of just the tenacity that he had and just he never tapped out. He just kept on pushing and pushing and pushing yep. and it just I think that would be pretty cool. I think so. And I'll remind our listeners I've had Steve's son Chad here as a guest on Cars Yet Twice. You can go back and listen to those shows and learn a lot more about Steve McQueen than you maybe ever knew about the Boys Republic, a great school that uh, Chad has set up a way to per- to help them continue his dad's wish to help that school, to help young kids that were in trouble, because Steve was a young man in trouble, arrested when he was 12 for stealing, because he was basically abandoned by his parents, had to come out to Los Angeles, figure out how to survive. So great uh, podcast there. Now, how about a book? You mentioned the one book. Is there another book you'd like to share that you think our listeners would enjoy? You know, the funny thing is, is that I'm not the biggest reader in the world, but this is what I did get. So, and this is thanks to my friend, George Norzig, who is out of Arizona, who, if you ever really want somebody on who is a guru, he was, um, I don't know. He was like consultant, but he had Lusos. He had he was going to get a 250 SWB to every single thing. He's 78 years old now, and he calls me. I call him my big brother, and um, he just sent me out this book. It's the New Matadors by Bond. It's a uh, uh, Bauman and Purdy, and it's from 1965. And check out the cover. It's tire treads. Oh, I love it. I wish uh, I wish you listeners could see this. We're on Skype. It's a very cool book cover. Yeah, it looks like a old Dunlop tire tread. Yeah, and look, you see? Oh, nice. Nice. And this would be the one book that I would recommend. And I thank George Norzik because he's just awesome. And his daughter, Chris, and her husband, Eric, and they helped me just tremendously when my mom passed. And yeah, well, it's one of those books. It's probably out of print, but if you go out there on the World Wide Web, you could probably find somebody who wants to let one of those go. We're in a state sale or an old bookstore or something like that. Yeah. Keep your eyes open for that book. I think that's pretty cool. I've not seen that book before, so I'm going to have to see if Neither I can find it. Neither have I. And he yeah. sent it to me, and he's just, uh, he's my buddy, and he's just, He's awesome. He would yeah. be someone you would love on this. He's just incredible. Well, Absolutely maybe incredible. you can introduce us. I'd love to get him on the show. Sounds good. Very nice. Sounds awesome. Good. Well, listeners, you can find all these great resources Michael shared on his Cars yeah show notes page. Just go to carsyeah.com, type in Michael Ledwitz, 
L-E-D-W-I-T-Z, spelling of his last name. And that page will pop up with all these cool links, including a great place on the Cars Yow website called Guest Recommended Books, where these two books he's recommended and books by the past 1,105 now guests. Yeah, six guests that have been on the show. Thousands of books I think I've got listed up there for you to go and find with quick, easy clicks to buy. All right, we're up to the checkered flag here, Michael, the fun one. And this last question could be a bit of a doozy. I'm going to buy you any cool collector car on the planet today. Doesn't matter what it is. Doesn't matter how much it costs. Doesn't matter who owns it. I'm going to get it for you and park it in your garage. But there's a couple rules. You can only have this one collector car. You can't sell it to buy a bunch of other cars with, and you have to drive it. No garage queens here at Cars Yeah. So what can I buy you today? Mura SV, 73. I kind of thought you were going to say that. (laughs) All day long. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, You know, I've had the chance to drive one of those as well. Uh, Probably 15 years ago, a guy came by Griot's Garage where I was working as president of the company there, and he brought one that he'd restored, lime green, and Mm -hmm. took me for a drive and then said, hey, you drive it back. And there's nothing like that. I mean, that engine's right there behind your head. And yeah, talk about having a crying experience. Yeah, it's emotional. You like God. literally the guy's name was Kirk Stevenson. He was here in Atlanta. He owned he had that. He had a 31 Rolls Royce. And I was at this event, this Italian event, starting with my artwork. And I was talking with this guy, Mark, who had a 72 Dina with 18,000 miles on it. Mm. And I was in mid conversation and the Mura drove in and I literally my jaw dropped and I started talking. He goes, come on, I'll give you a ride. And then we became friends. He wound up selling the car. He bought the car in 1999 for $70,000. It was all the money he had. Yeah. He sold it in, I guess it was 06 or 07 for 310. Ugh. And before yeah. we, he sold it, he said, come on, let's go drive. And I drove for about two and a half hours. And I Whoa. literally. Two and, literally and a half hours. Wow. Yeah. We were driving everywhere. I videoed it. I got it. I'll have to show it to you if I can find it. I literally almost got emotional. I was just, I was stammering. I couldn't believe and that that was that would be the car. And then the other car I drove, which was incredible, was a, a 599 GTO uh, for my 44th birthday nice. and a scooter. But the GTO was insane. It was like Dizzy Gillespie. I mean, yeah. we're blaring the trumpets. <laughs> uh, unbelievable. unbelievable. Nice. Oh, nice. What color would you like that Mira SV to be? That, that would have some cool colors. It. You know, there was a, a blue, like a, not a sea blue. I think it was Nick Cage's car. Uh, blue with silver. But I like the gold wheel. So, I, you know, honestly, you stumped me on that one because I, I – I'd have to really think about that. I yeah. saw a beautiful blue one at the uh, at Mar-a-Lago, Donald Trump's yeah. place during Cavallino. It had a white interior. Yep. You know, a lot of those cars had pretty wild combinations of yep. colors. The interior, I mean, just crazy. But and I'm not really a blue car guy, but that blue with that white interior was just like too cool. And of course, when you're in West Palm Beach, I mean, why not? You know, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Did when it you have live- silver wheels, was it silver wheels on it? You know, I got to, I've got to find a picture. I'll send it to you because I think yeah. it did have silver wheels on it. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that, okay. I would probably go with that one. It's okay. pretty, I, I love that gold wheel though. Like I have one that I painted with red and gold, which is so yeah. classic. Christmas cars, I call those Christmas oh, cars. God. So yeah, they're just ah, Michael. This thing makes me nauseous <laughs> when I, if I were to say it. Literally, I have to take Pepto Bismol. Yeah, I understand. Well, you've taken us on a great ride today. Really enjoyed your stories. I want to thank you for sharing an amazing journey with the Cars Yeah listeners. I think they're all waking up and awake now after a show with you. Please uh, offer me a little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off into the sunset in that 73 Mira SV. Honestly, be grateful. Be grateful. Gratitude. Just really 
because in a moment, in a hyper moment, it all changes. And never make assumption. If I could leave you with anything, never, never, never make assumption in life. You got to go for it. You know, be practical. Yes. Focus, calculate it, make sure, but never make assumption on once you get that game plan down, once you understand, just go for it and just do it because there's a reason. And also when the, everything settles at night, if you're trying to do something outside of your comfort zone, pretend you're on a game show, snap your fingers, close your eyes. You'll feel that ping inside your tummy. You'll know it. And if you slow yourself down enough, it'll speak volumes. You'll be able to understand. You'll be able to move forward and you'll, you'll get it. And that's what I've been doing now uh, with the artwork. I'm just going for it. And, um, you. you know, and that's it. I, I don't have a website. I, I have, you know, you can find me on, on Instagram, Michael Ledwitz. Uh, you can find me on my Facebook. You can email me at uh, automotiveartist, the number one at gmail.com. And, you know, I, I love to speak with anybody. And, and Mark, honestly, God, thank you, brother. I mean, if I was there, you <laughs> get a big bear hug. That's what I do. I always give everybody big bear hugs. I'm six foot at 230. Believe me, it's a big one. I guess so. so. Uh, I guess so. Well, listeners, I'll remind you, you can find all these cool links. I encourage you uh, to follow Michael. So just go to carsyad.com, type in Michael Ledwitz, L-E-D-W-I-T-Z. Oh, that's even better. Uh, yeah. yeah, even better. And I'll put links there to all these great ways to follow him. I, I encourage you to check out what Michael's doing with his art. I think you're going to love it. Uh, the enthusiasm, obviously, is absolutely contagious here today. So thank you for sharing that. Thank you for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your amazing journey with us. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you, brother. All Thank you. You bet. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified. And he's a car guy, too. Learn more at chrisvkimball.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!